Welcome back to Real Talk, everyone. This is KC. It's 2023, and we are starting season six. So, I have some exciting news. The last time that you heard from us, I was a little bit alone here in this co-host chair. We had some <laughs> rotating people come in, keep me company. Um, but Jamil, you know, my longtime co-host, left last season, my co-parent of this podcast. And we left off saying, I'm not sure who's going to be here with us uh, in the next season, in the next year. And I'm happy to report, not only am I not alone in the studio, there's three people with me here, <laughs> uh, which is... Such a delight. Such a delight. In fact, I'm the least chatty person here, um, which is um, truly a gift. So we're here as part of a podcast team. All of these conversations, um, no matter how many people you hear on the mic, are really uh, the product of a deeper conversation that a whole team of people is having. So these conversations extend um, beyond uh, the folks on the mic. It's deeper than that. And I'm excited in this episode, I'm just going to introduce you to the new voices that you'll be hearing from this season. We're going to have a a rotating group of folks (laughs) um, in the co-host seat with me, all of whom bring a lot to the table. You will know that immediately, (laughs) as soon as you hear, um, I have here with me uh, Zoe, Saida, and Danielle. You're going to hear from all three of them. I don't know how many times, and I don't know in what particular order, um, but I promise (laughs) there is the Esther disclaimer, you know, Um, but we're starting the season strong. And so um, let me just open it up to each of you. We need to know, like the people need to know who are you? What do you bring to the table? What do you care about? What's your story in a nutshell? And, And then we'll go from there. So Danielle, let's start with you. Okay. Who are you? Introduce yourself to the people. In a nutshell, can it be a walnut? Is that the biggest nut? <laughs> <laughs> um, it can be a bag. You know? A bag. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, my name is Danielle Campbell. Um, I am a sociology grad student on campus as of uh, last semester. And um, my what I care about is I care a lot about people of color. Um, obviously, I care about everybody. So I care about... Um, all the marginalized communities and things of that nature, and then the intersections of the marginalized community. So disability, mental health, all those things that we don't talk about that get deeper um, about marginalized communities as a, as people and not just as a big old group. Mm. Um, and, yeah, just trying to figure out what I'm going to do when I grow up <laughs> at 31. You and me um, both. <laughs> so I'm here. <laughs> What about you? Saida. Oh, no, not on me. Okay. Well, you've heard my name. I'm Saida. I go by Saida Faye. I am a recent graduate of the master's program in psychology. Um, What do I care about? Unfortunately, I care a lot about people. Mm. I've been studying psychology since 11th grade, and I am like, wow, people, specifically development. Mm. I want to know why people are the way they are. Mm -hmm. And I think environment and those early influences have so much to do with it. Mm -hmm. Um, If I had to choose another thing to describe myself, it's true crime. 
I'm obsessed. I was just going to say, obsessed. that's why I watch true crime. <laughs> I'm obsessed with true crime to I the point that, like, are... my thesis is like, okay, why do some criminals commit crimes and don't see anything wrong with it? I am convinced it has to do with development, but, you know, yeah. here I am. Those are those are my things. I'm also a native New Yorker, and oh. I wear that on my sleeve. I'm very proud of that. I don't know. Why. That makes so much sense. <laughs> it does. From the Bronx. It makes a lot. Of <laughs> I knew you were gonna say Bronx. <laughs> I knew you were you were giving Bronx. Me. Definitely. Oh. From the Bronx. Danielle Saida, welcome, welcome, <laughs> and also actually, listeners, hello. Zoe Pringle is somebody who you have met before. She was on uh, last season, season five's Undoing Racism episode, and we loved her so much. We said, please, can you hop on the mic a little more regularly and be part of this team? And I said, yes, yes, I can. Hello, hello. Um, My name is Zoe Pringle. I am also psychology major over here, undergrad student um, with a concentration in mental health. I'm an artist at heart. I've been... Painting, drawing, sculpting, all of that jazz ever since a young age. So that's my minor. And I'm hoping to get my master's in art therapy Mm. and become a therapist one day. I care a lot about art. I think it has a lot to do with the human experience. Um, I care a lot about people. I just want to help people. And I feel like being on this podcast is such a blessing. It's such a dream to be able to work with others and talk about things that no one else wants to talk about Mm -hmm. um i think that um similarly to sayeda that there's a reason for the things that people do and the way that the world is you know and why not delve into that and spread those ideas um so yeah thank you for having me casey Yeah, okay, so some interesting intersections already. Zoe and I are both artists. We mm-hmm. we care, we're all curious about human beings, mm-hmm. care a lot about people's well-being, and, you know, when those structures are out of place, you're looking at structures in sociology, mm-hmm. um, looking to repair those, looking at the causes for what causes people to take some, make some choices in their life um, or end up in certain places. Um or interested in things that are maybe, I mean, there's a lot that like people talk about all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not on social media because that I just don't know how to be in, in I, w- I don't want to be antisocial, but I also like have a hard time with the performativeness and the repetition mm-hmm. of some stuff. And then sometimes like I, all I have in my head is like other people's thoughts Yeah, and I need a minute. Um, so there's people are talking all the time. And we're joining them. You know, we also talk all the time. But yes. what I hope that we can do collectively is have conversations in a slightly different way mm-hmm. than, um, like, memes that are going around. Yeah. Or talk about some memes. I don't know. Sure. Break them down. Deconstruct. That's right. Why do people do the things they do? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking um, when we have been having conversations behind the scenes leading up to this um, season, uh, Saida brought up this good point, an article that she read recently um, about this idea that actually I'm going to stop talking about it and be and just ask you to throw it out there for people. OK, so I'm going to talk about this. OK, um, so Forbes published an article in 2021 that 
talks about being a jack of all trades or a master of none. And um, we have a lot of misconceptions around that phrase because no one's ever heard the last part. There's a whole another part to it. It's mm-hmm. ja- a jack of all trades, master of none, but oftentimes better than one. Um, obviously, we want to be very inclusive here. So a person of all trades, mm-hmm. master of none. We want to make sure we include everyone. Jack, Jill, person. We want to include all. Um, but that oftentimes better than one is what's important, right? Mm-hmm. You have someone who can do everything. We mm-hmm. need to be multifaceted, adaptable. If you're too specialized, what if no one needs your particular specialty? Mm-hmm. You're stuck or you're stuck to one industry, one field, one anything. Mm-hmm. No one wants to be that. Mm-hmm. One pattern. To, right. Right. And how do you grow from that, really? You just stay in your lane. You don't see the intersections like you brought up, Casey, the intersections of the different things that you can do or expand or explore. Um, so I thought that was a really interesting concept as You know, we got more people coming on this podcast. Mm -hmm. There's going to be topics we don't, we're not highly specialized in. Mm -hmm. True crime is mine, though. Nobody come for me. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, I'm right there with you. All countries. True crime is mine. But we got to be. I'm watching the French, the the, the Indian. I'm watching all of it. Murder in the courtroom? So good. I've seen it. So good. So good. See, internationally. <laughs> no. So good. So Zoe and I are over here like taking notes. Murder, so Murder in the courtroom, Netflix. Okay. Yep. Netflix. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we kind of have to be adaptable. I'm not going to be, if you ask me anything about animation, I don't know. Other than 90s Nick, I don't know it. Mm. Right? Oh, I love animation. That's I'm all I know. Child. But see, look, the rest of you would be more adaptable than that. I'd be willing to learn. Mm. I want to know who was the producer, who was the animator. How did they do it? But also what's nice is to have an outside perspective on things, too. You know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. if you're just, like, in the conversations, like, outsiders sometimes can be like, well, what about this basic question? It's right. Like, oh, wow. Right. Mm-hmm. You forgot that piece. Yeah, we tend to be so self-absorbed in our area that we don't put it in terms for people who aren't in our area. A hundred percent. Especially in higher ed. Oh, yep. yeah. Yeah. And so, I tell people that all the time. All I the was time. like, you are using the big word. I t- I, I've said it since I've taken the SAT three times. <laughs> you're probably done. <laughs> No, no, three times because they were like, you got to get a really good grade. Then I took the act because they said it was good for people of color. No, they just add science. <laughs> anyway, because <laughs> anyway, I don't even know that got on that. Um, I tell people all the time since I take an SAT, you don't have to use those words to talk to anybody. No. There That's literally true. is a word beneath that word that you could use that is a regular word. Right. It doesn't have to be pretty. It doesn't have to be trumped up. You could just literally use the basic word. Mm-hmm. Um, and coming from a journalism background, you're supposed to write for people that I think have a fifth grade education. Yep. So you're supposed to be able not to, to dumb it down. I hate when people say that. It's not dumbing it down because in every country, if you're learning another language, you have the learned language and then you have what people actually speak Mm -hmm. and those are two different things it's not dumbing down it's speaking how people speak right so i think it's very important for us especially when we're talking about big topics or things that affect the lives of people to not get crazy with our words and our verbiage because you you want them to understand what's going on because Mm -hmm. they're you're talking about them yep so yeah yeah i mean we're like part of the mission of the podcast right is to make higher education accessible so mm-hmm. there are people who are not in higher ed who listen um and a shout out to those of you um who i'm talking about who are not in school who just get a little taste of like 
yeah. being either in school for the first time or back in school. Or we talk to experts, but we talk to them the way we're all talking right now mm-hmm. right. so that anybody can listen in and get something out of it. And you don't have to read all the footnotes. You can. Yeah. <laughs> They're there for you. But that's not what we're there for. Right. To fill that space. I mean, I would hope that um, if you take anything away, especially even just from us being in higher ed and with the context here of being adaptable, trust me, you can do a lot of things. You can do anything. Mm -hmm. I was absolutely terrible at math my entire life. Mm. Suddenly I'm in higher ed and I am the statistics person. Mm. How? It's not even regular math. It's the math everyone hates. Well, yeah. that's, that's luck, ma'am, because I took statistics like three times and cried every time. I three is your number. First time I got an F, second time it, I got it a It actually is my lucky number, so that's funny that my mic is three. There you go. Because I was born May 3rd. Oh, my goodness. That, yeah. That's great. But higher ed is, um, it's not about what you can prove per se, but it's about how convincing you sound when you say it. Mm. I almost feel that way, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if I have enough information about something, I could be like, I don't know. You can ask a question to challenge me, and it'll sound like you have some background in the field, but right. you don't. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that it is very performative. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it's true. It's true. Can't it it like performances. I mean, no, it's what high red is. It's true, and you're not supposed to show like vulnerability, right? Or you're not supposed to, uh, like, of course, like. If you're doing a study, you're like, here are the limitations. But even that, I mean, when you go to a conference, like people are performing their expertise, mm-hmm. right? Performing mm-hmm. their expertise and and demonstrating it by grilling people with really hard, authoritative questions. Yeah. Which, when we have visiting scholars and stuff come on the podcast, we're not doing that. And then afterwards, they always tell us, like, "Wow, that was really nice." Yeah. And it's like, yeah, we were just were having dinner with you, basically. It's not without with f- no food, but nobody likes to perform. No, nobody likes to. What is it? Du- the double consciousness Ugh. and the and just like fifteen hundred words. There's a WD boys word and the, all the words, but just just having all those different versions of yourself that you're supposed to present to people exhausting is completely exhausting. Yep. So if we can just tone that down a little bit and give people. Just people. Okay. That would be amazing, mm-hmm. which is what we try to do. Or we'll try to do, because, you know, we knew. <laughs> <laughs> Zozo, what you got to say, girl? I was just going to go off of what y'all were talking about and, you know, being a person of all trades um, and just reaching out to those in the audience who, like you said, Casey, may not be in college or may be away from college. Um, I feel like although this is a higher education podcast it applies to so much more Mm -hmm. um being a college student is part of my identity but I'm also a sister a daughter I'm an artist right and the conversation that you were having about you know people being have having their specialties and feeling like they have to talk a certain way look a certain way that comes up in every aspect of life not just with you know like math or science Mm -hmm. but also the arts Mm -hmm. and Trust me, I see that every day as a college student. It's it's always a competition. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe that's a United States thing. Yep. Maybe that's yeah. just a global thing. Um, but being a person of all trades, I'm a resident advisor. I have like four or five jobs on this campus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've worked <laughs> off campus, on campus um, with people three times my age, people younger than me mm-hmm. in higher positions, right? And so I feel like those are all things that people can relate to. So 
just letting you know if you're out there and you're like, oh, this podcast isn't for me. Yes, it is. Oh, it is for you. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we're also trying, you know, we've heard from a lot of people too. Um, I don't know if I shared this with y'all that, um, especially like so many people transfer these days, transfer schools or mm-hmm. leave and then they come back. And also a lot of people feel lonely in this moment, like since the pandemic and just mm-hmm. in general. And so they feel like the podcast really like fills their human spirit, mm-hmm. you know, again, because it's this like, it's conversational, you know, it's informed, but it's like comes from a place of um, care and belonging. And so it's, you know, for, for newer students, for faculty, there's so many people feeling disconnected right now mm-hmm. or just like, okay, how about utterly overwhelmed by all of the things happening in the world? It's like, I mean, you could get buried under the trauma of mm-hmm. any particular day. Mm-hmm. I mean, that could just completely stop you. And that's one thing we should probably talk about um, because, you know, we're sitting here, we're having like a, you know, a conversation. You're introdu- we're introducing like new, new co-hosts that are coming on and, in the week between this recording and, and um, when it's released, like who knows what's going to happen mm-hmm. in the world. And like, how do we, a lot of times uh, diversity work saying that broadly can really weigh people down, can really bury people underneath all of the trauma that we obviously have to deal with and have to talk mm-hmm. about and process. And um, sometimes it just like leaves people there, like kind of immobile and mm-hmm. utterly hopeless. And so, like, how do we deal with that? Both, like, acknowledge what, what's happening in the world mm. and not get stuck there. How do we do that? I think it's best. Um, my tactic, which in the psychology world we're going to call maladaptive and avoidant, but mm. sometimes you need to unplug. Mm-hmm. And that is such self-care. You know, it's it's overwhelming. It's inundating. It's hard to especially if you have a fragile mental state, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's very easy to find yourself pulled down into the sadness of what's happening in the world. There's, you have to try and find a balance where you can stay informed, but also don't let that information desensitize you or completely make you immobile. Like you mm-hmm. just said, mm-hmm. right? Like you have to find a happy balance and bringing it to the topic of you saying people transferring and things like that, if it doesn't bring you joy mm-hmm. and it's not enriching your life, baby, leave, go, right? right? Mm-hmm. It Turn it off, revisit it. Um, a psychological fact for y'all, mm. take a nap. Oh. It helps you process the information. You actually are able to process better after sleeping because your brain can condense the data. Actual real thing. How are you going to do that though? Because we, we people of all trades. Look, look, look. People of all trades need rest. I have a baby. Don't burn yourselves out. Ow. You know what? Sometimes you have to just go to sleep and let the baby terrorize you <laughs> while you're asleep. <laughs> just balance it out. But guess what? If you're burned out, you won't be a good parent. It's a, that mm-hmm. is totally true. I've noticed that, you know, in terms of boundaries, like mental and actual, like yeah. having a baby, like you have got to do that in order to preserve yourself, be a good parent or be present for anyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got to say one thing. I'm a millennial, if nobody knew that. And Gen Z, I am so proud of Gen Z for setting very healthy boundaries and not letting anyone cross them. Mm. If I learned anything from them, it's that. Between Mm -hmm. work, school, if they say they're only checking emails till 5 p.m., 501, they're not checking emails. Mm. You have to have healthy boundaries because if you don't, where do you have time for yourself? Um, Which one is Z? 
They're the new. After. They're after millennials. Z for Zoe. Just a baby. Okay. Z for Zoe. That's how I Gen Z for Zoe. You know, the millennials were like, okay, we're going to work ourselves to the bone. And Gen Z was like, for what? We're going to travel. We're going to be mm, glamorous. Yeah. We're going to get things done within mm. the time that it's allotted. And I then think we're gonna- millennials are getting there, though. That COVID boy. Co- COVID was a teacher. Yeah. Yes. COVID was a teacher. And yeah. I'm actually not mad at a lot of the things it taught. Like you have all of these companies upset. Nobody wants to work anymore. Da, 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 da. No, we're not and just I was like, accept anything. Let mm-hmm. me tell anymore. you something. People like there's there's all types of industries that are just being hit, and it's because they don't realize what I've been saying for years. If you treat your people correct, like people, they're gonna want to stay. So you have like a Gen Z that's like leaving these jobs right. that you people used to just be like, let me get abused for my first job, and then like. Move on and da 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 Like, I hated working in my first job. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if I can name Josh. Shop right. Um, mm. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, like, I felt like I had to, you know, be there until I literally was crying to my mom. I was like, I do not want to go. And she was like, you don't have to. And I was like, bet. So I quit that morning, mm. <laughs> you know, and it's been like that ever since. If I, if I need to go, I'll go. So um, I do respect that about them. Um, I think I think there's some things that they could, you know, work work on. But mm-hmm. I do respect I do respect that there are boundaries, and I feel like that's something that happens with every prior generation. Like I feel like millennials started the setting of the boundaries. If we didn't think about it, they wouldn't be able to express. If they didn't think about civil rights right before us, or were they was that right before us? All right, so two generations before us. <laughs> I mean, it's close. Mm. You know, if they didn't think about it prior to, the people after would have never got it. So mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. that, you know, I pat myself on the back, give some credit. Me going to therapy is helping out the Gen Z. Okay. Mm. You know? Yeah. All right. No, that deserves the respect that it's given. Um, it's not easy. It's really not. Being part of Gen Z and being a resident advisor um, in a college, I'm constantly working with young Gen Zers, new students, um, students who were in high school during COVID. And it's difficult. Some people react in different ways, going back to Mm -hmm. psychology, you know, some Mm -hmm. people actually don't have any boundaries anymore because after COVID they thought, Mm -hmm. well, nothing's promised. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. We lost a lot, they lost a lot, I lost a lot. And so they kind of just grab onto any type of person that they can get. As a resident advisor, shoot, jack of all trades. I'm a babysitter, Mm. security guard. Mm. Um, I'm a maid, a therapist, Mm. all of that. And so it is definitely something to be congratulated for. Um, I'm working on that currently. I'm not only a resident advisor, but also a peer mentor. So I have a lot of mentees that are like, Zoe, how do I do this college thing? Please help me. And, you know, they may be first-generation students who have parents that mm. were working on, you know, oh, how do I raise this family? Mm-hmm. Uh, my my mom did it after World War II, this and that, and she didn't know how to give me this and that. So they didn't. their parents didn't go to college, so now there's a whole generation of people who are starting something new. And whether that be at, I don't know, $40,000 a year, college or um a community college it's all a process it's all the Mm -hmm. same work um 
and it's something that we should be congratulated for the people who gave their lives to academia and teaching the younger generations um, and keeping up with the times changing mm -hmm. and not being so biased. Um, that's all like good quality work. Um, and yeah, I'd love to see what we're going to delve into um, this episode, this mm -hmm. season. Season. <laughs> yeah, I mean, frankly, like all of you could talk to any guest. Because the point is just, are you curious about humans? Like, are you interested in, in what somebody has to offer? And can you have a conversation with somebody who just sits down next to you? Which is basically, it is what we do. Um, I am known for both. Mm -hmm. <laughs> my, mom, my mom told me a story about uh, the nurses, I guess, in the nursery told her that I was the only baby in the nursery lifting my head to look around. So I joke with her and journalism I say, oh, that's birth. that. I was like, that's yeah. that journalism made me that was like, hey, y'all all right? How y'all birth go? Y'all good? Was it a struggle? <laughs> Just trying to interview the people <laughs> at, at, one, at one day old. So, yeah, no, I get that. And I, I often make friends with strangers because I travel by myself. And I've been traveling by myself for years. Um, and I make friends everywhere I go. So I have friends all over the country just because I just, we just chat. Um, so I, I definitely can, can get around, get around and, and talk to the people. So this is a road show. Oh yeah. You're on it. Oh, for a hundred percent, hundred percent. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to work for Vice low key. Well, I wanted to be in radio. Okay. So I have two bachelors. We're not going to go into the details of why, um, I have a journalism bachelor's and I wanted to go into radio and magazines very specifically. Mm -hmm. College doesn't work like that. And I left the first time because I couldn't see myself in the journalism world. And then right after I left, Vice came around. And I was like, you're disrespectful. <laughs> and I think it was like noisy or something like that. And they would go to different countries or, or different regions. Like there was an episode in Brazil. Mm -hmm. And it talked about Baila Funk. But it also talked about the social climate around mm -hmm. the people that make Baila Funk. And I was like... Oh, this is me very specifically because I'm interested in the social climate, but I yeah. also love music and I wanted to be a music journalist. And I was like, but this is the story that I wanted to tell. So I've been doing this social thing or wanting to do this social thing for literal years because I just felt like that's what drives everything mm. It's why people, why people do the thing they do. I'm also interested in psychology. I wanted like 50 degrees, y'all. Yeah. It's actually ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So again, like this is why. Yeah. You know, like not not a single issue, single focus nope. kind of person. Nope. Everything. When we were organizing this, <laughs> I said, you know, like 20 minutes, 15 minutes. And then I just look over and we're at 27 minutes. Right. Oh, OK, because time is getting lost in yeah. this in this conversation. And, we, and frankly, we don't have any agenda for this episode besides mm -hmm. to introduce y'all, the audience to our new co-hosts and the people that you're going to hear. And I know they're already excited to hear everything we're going to talk about this season. And we're going to keep doing what we've been doing, which is to talk about important things um, and often hard things, um, but to do it with, with um, heart and insight and bringing new perspectives, keeping things interesting. Um, we want to hear from you. Um, so reach out to us. Mm-hmm. Reach out to us, share if you have guest ideas, you have things you think that we should talk about, something that you're not hearing anywhere else. That's the good stuff. Yep. 
hundred percent. Definitely let us know. Yeah. All right. So uh, we will see you next week with episode two. Episode two. And welcome to our new co-hosts. Zoe, Saida, Danielle, we are so happy to have you. It's going to be a very fun season. Super excited.